بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you. Welcome to the Poets for Peace program, a program which is all about poetry on the Voice of Islam digital radio. And we are broadcasting from the Bath al-Futur Mosque in London, the largest mosque in Western Europe. My name is Hadar Hamid and I shall be your host for the next half an hour where I hope to share various poems written by various people with the purpose of promoting peace. The theme for this program is Her Majesty the Queen. And I hope that you'll be inspired and enlightened by the poems that I'll be sharing with you today. In the next half an hour, you'll get to hear six poetically enlightening perspectives which will bring poetical food for thought, which I hope will paint a worthy picture for us all to ponder over. On the 8th of September, 2022, Queen Elizabeth II died in the United Kingdom at the age of 96. She had reigned for 70 years and had thus become the longest reigning British monarch in history. Upon her passing, she was succeeded by her eldest child, now known as King Charles III. The country and the world paid countless tributes to this noble queen in almost every way. and we should now hear a few poetical tributes which i hope will give you a small essence of the great monarch that she was so without further ado let's start by hearing a poem written by the poet laureate simon armitage who had written this to mark the queen's death it has two verses or stanzas and nine lines and the first letter of each line when taken together spells out elizabeth so let's now hear this poem which is read very eloquently by brother manirafiq and is titled floral tribute evening will come however determined the late afternoon limes and oaks in their last green flush pearled in september mist I have conjured a lily to light these hours a token of thanks zones and auras of soft glare framing the brilliant globes a promise made and kept for life that was your gift because of which here is a gift in return glovewort to some each shining bonnet guided by stern lance-like leaves the country loaded its whole self into your slender hands hands that can rest now relieved of a century's weight evening has come rain on the black lochs and dark munros lily of the valley a namesake almost a favorite flower interlaced with your famous bouquets the restrained zeal and forceful grace of its lanterns each inflorescence a silent bell disguising a singular voice a blurred new day breaks uncrowned on remote peaks and public parks and everything turns on these luminous petals and deep roots this lily that thrives between spire and tree whose brightness holds and glows beyond the life and border of its bloom
What a beautiful poem by the distinguished poet laureate Simon Armitage, which is full to the brim of fragrances of this magnificent queen. I especially liked the couplet, I have conjured a lily to light these hours, a token of thanks. Zones and auras of soft glare framing the brilliant globes. A promise made and kept for life. That was your gift. And I like this as it referenced the Queen's favourite flower, which was the lily of the valley, and also the promise she had made to serve the country for the rest of her life, which she did with such determination and steadfastness. This attribute of hers was certainly something truly beautiful and yet quite simple, and it reminded me about a verse of the Holy Quran in chapter 76, verse 13, which talks about how God rewards in their life hereafter and reads, and he will reward them for their steadfastness with a garden and a raiment of silk. Poet laureates were not, however, the only ones honouring the Queen in poetical manners. In fact, this extended across all spheres to also members of Parliament as well. Sir Ian Duncan Smith, Member of Parliament in England, read a tribute to Her Late Majesty the Queen in the House of Commons on the 9th of September 2022, where he also quotes some poetical verses. So let's now hear a part of this tribute. The other uh, anecdote I just wanted to share with the House for a second was slightly different. It was when I was in one of those Privy Council. Uh, while we had finished the Privy Council, she came round to talk to those of us in the Privy Council and chat. And she came to me and, uh, like everybody else, nervous as anything, I, I stumbled through and then I said, oh, ma'am, I remember I'd just been doing, uh, reading some stuff about one of Churchill's speeches and I suddenly recalled something that he had said um, at the time. It was 1941, uh, and President Roosevelt had sent a note over with the person that he had just defeated in his third election. And in it, as Churchill said, he had written in his own hand a verse from Longfellow. Now remember, in 41, we didn't know whether we would survive or not. Uh, and Churchill read it out, and I started to speak it, and she started speaking it as well. And I just want to share it with the House. It was, Sail on, sail on, O ship of state. Sail on, O union, strong and great. Humanity, with all its fears, with all its hopes for future years, is hanging breathless on thy fate. She said it perfectly. She smiled slightly, and I did detect a little dampness in her eye, and then she moved on. And in a way, it suddenly struck me that that was exactly her. She is, was the ship of state. We looked to her for everything, good and in difficult times. She loved the Union with a passion. And she loved Scotland, I think probably most of all. The track was, that was who she was. She was that ship of state. And somehow we have too often taken her for granted. But she has never complained, and she always gave us service. And now for that union of hearts, if the House would indulge me, I want to quote from W.H. Auden with a few changes. 
Stop all the clocks. Cut out the telephones. Prevent the dogs from barking with the juicy bone. Silence the piano and with muffled drums bring out the coffin. Let the mourners come. She was our north, our south, our east and west. Our working week and our Sunday rest. Our noon, our midnight. Our talk, our song. We thought that love would last forever. We were wrong. May God bless her and keep her and hold her in her hands. And may we bless the royal family. God save the king. That was the tribute by Sir Ian Duncan Smith, which he read in the House of Commons on the 9th of September 2022. I wanted to share this beautiful account as it highlighted the love and respect people have and had for the Queen, which extended from the common man to those in power. The Queen's guidance and morals helped to steer the country. And this also reminded me of another present-day notable person that also plays a major part in steering and guiding various nations and leaders towards a path of peace. And that man is the present Khalifa, the fifth Caliph of the Amdiya Muslim community, who is Hazrat Mirza Masroor Ahmad, may Allah be his helper. He also plays a major worldwide role in steering nations towards a greater goal a goal of worldwide peace, a path which leads to the one God, Allah. And if you want to know more about this wonderful journey of peace, then you must read some of the books that he has written, which can be downloaded for free from the website www.alislam.org. Let me introduce the third poem. This poem was written by the poet Joanne Boyle following the sad passing of Queen Elizabeth II and is being read by the talented sister Faiza Mirza. Here it is. A poem for Queen Elizabeth II. This poem is written from the perspective of the Queen. Philip came to me today and said it was time to go. I looked to him and smiled as I whispered that I know. I then turned and looked behind me and saw I was asleep. All my family were around me and I could hear them weep. I gently touched each shoulder with Philip by my side. Then I turned away and walked with my angel guide. Philip held my hand as he led the way to a world where kings and queens are monarchs every day. I was given a crown to wear or a halo known by some. The difference is up here, they are worn by everyone. I felt a sense of peace. My reign had seen its end. 70 years I had served my country as the people's friend. Thank you for the years, for all your time and love. Now I am one of two again in our palace up above. What a simple yet beautifully worded poem which seems to encapsulate the feelings of the nation. The love not only of a queen but also 
of a man and a wife and the beautiful matrimonial partnership of a lifetime, which was an example in itself and one which now extends to the blissful life in the hereafter. It also reminds me of what the Holy Quran says about the beauty of marriage, where in chapter 25, verse 75, it states, وَالَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا هَبْ لَنَا مِنْ رَبَّنَا هَبْ لَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا قُرَّةَ عَيُّنٍ وَاجْعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا Our Lord, grant us of our wives and children the delight of our eyes and make us a model for the righteous. I was also especially moved by the words of Joanne's poetry, where she stated, I was given a crown to wear, or a halo known by some. The difference is up here, they are worn by everyone. And I love these words, as they speak volumes of the oneness of God Almighty and his mercy for the whole of mankind, regardless of who they are. Thank you, the poet Joanne Boyle and sister Faiza Mirza for encapsulating this poem for us all. God Save the Queen or God Save the King is the national anthem in the UK, British Crown Dependencies, a number of Commonwealth realms and their territories. It was adopted around 300 years ago as an anthem in September 1745 during the reign of George II. On the 12th of September 2022, King Charles III gave a historic address to MPs in Parliament for the first time where he paid tribute to the Queen and where he also quoted Shakespeare who had said of the earlier Queen Elizabeth I that she was a pattern to all princes living. This was then followed by the national anthem, which we shall now hear. That was the national anthem and it's always quite inspiring when you hear these words being sung aloud in such a grand manner. And this was just one of five verses of the anthem, as it's either the first or the final verse of the anthem that are usually sung, with the middle three verses omitted. 
It's not always so easy to understand the words being sung by a large gathering. So let me read the words of this first verse. God save our gracious King, long live our noble King. God save the King, send him victorious, happy and glorious, long to reign over us, God save the King. These are the words of this anthem and it's quite refreshing to hear God being mentioned to save the king, as it is, after all, ultimately God that has power over everything. I also feel somewhat inspired, as it reminds me of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, who himself taught that the love for one's nation is a part of faith. And this means to truly love God and Islam requires a person to love his nation. It's quite clear, therefore, that there can be no conflict of interest between a person's love for God and the love for his country, as the love for one's country has been made a part of Islam and his faith. So a Muslim must strive to reach the highest standards of loyalty to his chosen country, because that is a means of reaching God and becoming close to him. Our next poem also has some ancient background and is actually about Queen Elizabeth I, so it's almost 500 years old. I wanted to include this poem as both queens share the same name and also because this poem is believed to have been written by William Shakespeare. Apparently he wrote this poem at the back of an envelope and this was probably composed as an epilogue for a performance of a play in the presence of the Queen. The poem is titled To the Queen and is being read by Brother Salimullah. As the dial hand tells over the same hours it had before, still beginning in the ending, circular account still lending. So most mighty queen, we pray, like the dial day by day, you may lead the seasons on, making new when older gone, that the babe which now is young and hath no use of tongue, many a shrove type here may bow to that empress I do now. That the children of these lords sitting at your council boards may be grave an aged scene of her that was their father's queen. Once I wish this again, heaven subscribe it with Amin. What an interesting poem and very deep to say the least. Thank you Shakespeare and a bigger thank you to Brother Salimullah in reading this ancient Shakespearean poem. For me personally, it made me think about the dials of time, signifying the hours and years that pass, which ultimately bring us even closer to the season of our own destiny of passing by. It also made me reflect on the true purpose of life and a verse in the Holy Quran in chapter 29, verse 65, where it states, الحيوان 
And this life of the world is nothing but a pastime and a sport. And the home of the hereafter, that indeed is life, if they but knew. Our final piece for this show is a special prayer for an equally special queen. A prayer which epitomizes the love that one person has for the whole of mankind and one that is extended to even the queen. In 1897, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad, peace be upon him, who claimed to be the promised Messiah and reformer of the latter days, wrote the book Dofa e Kasriya, which translates a gift for the queen, which he wrote on the occasion of the diamond jubilee of Her Majesty Queen Victoria. The book outlined the beautiful teachings of Islam, which can establish peace and brotherhood in the world. It was also a recognition and befitting token of gratitude to the British government, which provided peace and freedom of expression to all of its subjects. He published the book, A Gift for the Queen, on May the 25th, 1897, and copies of this were prepared, one of which was sent to the Deputy Commissioner for the District of Gurdaspur in India for onward transmission to Her Majesty Queen Victoria. A prayer was recited in six languages, and let me now share a portion of the English translation from that prayer. Almighty God, as thy wisdom and providence has been pleased to put us under the rule of our blessed Empress, enabling us to lead lives of peace and prosperity, we pray to thee that our ruler may in return be saved from all evils and dangers, as thine is the kingdom, glory and power. Believing in thy unlimited powers, we earnestly ask thee, O powerful Lord, to grant us one more prayer, that our benefactress, the Empress, before leaving this world, may probe her way out of darkness of man-worship, with the light of La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. There is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is his prophet. Do, Almighty God, as we desire, and grant us this humble prayer of ours, as thy will alone governs all minds. Amen. The English translation of this book was published in 2012 on the auspicious occasion of the Diamond Jubilee of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. And this is available to download for free from www.alislam.org. And what a beautiful prayer it is. As for me, it shows how, just as a queen wants the best for her subjects in a similar way, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, a man of God, also wants the best for mankind. And he therefore tried with all of his God-given capacity to ensure his peaceful message reached every corner of the earth, regardless of who they were, so people could get closer to God, even if it was the Queen herself. And with that prayer, what a lovely way to have reached the end of this show about Her Majesty the Queen. The rock on which modern Britain was built and other domains, our nation's constant, its best. Take now comfort, as we shall, as you say, all meet again. 
Until then, may flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. Before we end, I'd like to say if you have a poem that you'd like to relay, then please with us do share so on this show it can be aired. Simply email us the audio recordings of your poem to poetsforpeace at voiceofislam.co.uk. And do please include your name, where you're from, and the title of your poem, as well as a short description of the background of your poem. I look forward in receiving some inspiring poetry, which can help to make this world a better place. In the Holy Quran, it states that Allah is the creator of the heavens and the earth, and all that is between. And I would like to end by sharing a verse of the Holy Quran in chapter 23, verse 117. Exalted then be Allah, the true King. There is no God but He the Lord of the glorious throne. Thank you for listening. I hope the words you heard today touched your hearts and encouraged you to reflect on a life more greater and our merciful and gracious creator. That's all for me. Until next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. To my darling Mama, as you begin your last great journey, to join my dear late papa, I want simply to say this. Thank you. Thank you for your love and devotion to our family and to the family of nations you have served so diligently all these years. May flights of angels sing thee to thy rest.